Hi, my name's Jade and welcome back to It's a Mind Game. Today's episode I thought I would share with you um, my birth plan. So in earlier episodes I shared with you my birth story and how um, Kasima came into the world and I also mentioned that I had a birth plan in place um, however, I didn't get to action anything on it. Um, but having said that, I still had a really positive experience and I'm so thrilled with how everything turned out. Um, the main reason I thought it was still important to share my birth plan with you is because even though nothing was actioned or nothing worked out the way I guess I had anticipated, um, I still had a lot of comfort and reassurance by creating the plan and I th- I found it very therapeutic. So obviously, you know, when you're progressing along with your pregnancy and you're getting closer to your baby's arrival, it's natural to feel a little bit scared or concerned or uncertain about the events that are coming. And I just found that the more research I did um, and the hypnobirthing course I did with the Positive Birth Company, um, watching YouTube videos, speaking to other mums, I just felt more confident about what was ahead of me the more educated I was and I guess having a vision of what I thought could happen Um, so I guess a key thing is that even though I set up a birth plan I never made that my expectation so while I had this sort of idea in my mind I didn't create this place where if those things weren't happening that um, you know it was doomsday and everything was horrible or anything like that it was more of a okay so if I could create the perfect environment what would it be like if I could create something memorable or something that made me feel empowered what would that look like Um, so like I said even though those things things in my plan didn't end up going into play just the the practice of writing it down and visualizing and things like that it just made me feel more confident about what was coming um and I guess it made me feel like I had some sort of control over it rather than you know we we're exposed to birth and labor all throughout our years and generally we see it in tv shows or movies and it's always someone screaming or acting erratic and it's this really horrible experience Um, and I think sometimes that burdens our minds with this horrible idea of labor and obviously some women go through some horrific things during labor or childbirth um, but a lot of women don't so I wanted to I guess get out of my head all the things that I'd seen on telly and input some images or visualizations that were going to be a lot more calming for me. Um, so I'll go through what I had in my birth plan because potentially you're writing a birth plan and want to know what other people have, um, and what ended up happening, what didn't end up happening. I'll just sort of, um, run it through you with you as I go. So the birth plan that I've got was a template from the positive birth company. So I downloaded that from them and sort of went from there. Um, one of the main things they cover is where you want to have your baby. So if you want to be at home, if you want to have um, it at the hospital or I think in America, they've actual, actually got like birthing centers that are sort of offsite from a hospital. Um, so for me, I wanted to have a really quiet and calm environment and if possible I wanted to have a water birth because I really like the idea of being in water um, that you could relax Um, it's meant to help with contractions and also to ease up 
tearing because that's one thing that I was really afraid of was tearing or needing to have a episiotomy. Um, I also wanted to have minimal pain relief. Um, so I wasn't opposed to having it, but I wanted to avoid it if possible. Um, just reading through, I guess actually an important thing here, um, I noted that I wanted to have as little intervention as possible. So when it come to monitoring, I wanted to remain as mobile as I could. So if I wanted to stand up, I could stand up. If I wanted to walk, I could walk. Um, all those sorts of things, because sometimes when they hook you up to different machines, um, it limits how much you can move around. And I wanted to be as active as possible. Um, in the circumstances I was in where Cosima's heart rate was quite erratic and I needed to have monitors on, it actually worked out that they didn't want me standing up or moving around, so I was restricted to being on the bed. Um, I was able to move, you know, from left to right, side to side, um, or be on my back. But even then, the clips that they had on to keep Cosima's heart rate monitored, um, they're not the best made. So as soon as you move, they sort of move around as well. Um, and obviously they need that quite secure to your tummy so that they could keep the heart rate um, monitored accurately and consistently. Um, I also specified that I only wanted fully qualified midwives and doctors in the room um, and only they were to provide any kind of tests or assessments. So sometimes in hospitals you can get staff that are training and I understand that everybody needs to learn and um, needs practice and things like that. Just for me personally, I didn't feel confident with someone who was training to be, um, you know, doing tests and observations and things like that. Now, it worked out that my midwife on the day... Uh, couldn't be contacted and by the time one of my other midwives who I'd met was able to come in I was already in surgery to have my c-section and leading up to the birth I always thought that if I don't have my midwife with me you know I'm going to be so scared I'm going to be so petrified I need that person I need that person and honestly I absolutely didn't I just needed my husband there and as long as I had him and someone there to keep an eye on Cosima and I that that was perfect and that's exactly what happened um when it comes to the water birth the room I was in um it wasn't even a labor ward because I went through emergency and they didn't think I'd progress as quickly as I did I was just in sort of like an emergency room and um yeah I was kept there up until the cesarean so the option for a water birth was unachievable or even to labor in um a bathtub was unachievable and in all honesty by the time I got to that room and my contractions were really strong um, and I was dilating quite quickly I didn't even think about the water birth and that was something that was such a staple in my mind like I really loved the idea of that and when push come to shove I, I didn't even think of it my birth plan was in my suitcase and my suitcase was in the car so my birth plan didn't even make it to the room and I didn't even think about that either it wasn't till you know after Cosima was born that I actually thought about my birth plan and what happened in real life um, I did like the idea of creating an environment where there was dim lighting and there was as little 
people in the room as possible. So obviously midwives or nurses need to come back and forth or doctors. Um, but if I could just have one person at a time rather than multiple, then that was my preference. I guess I had in mind that I just wanted my privacy, especially as things progressed. Um, obviously I always had my husband with me in the room. Um, and I did have one midwife coming back and forth to check on me and Kasima. Um, but at one point I did have two doctors and a handful of midwives and that's because um, Kasima's heart rate was sort of getting more erratic and a particular alert went off. Um, and in that moment I actually felt safe having all those people in there at that time because they were there to make sure we were both okay. Um I wanted to have dim lighting and have like the little LED tea lights in the room um, and I like the idea of aromatherapy as well just to keep everything calm and to sort of take me away from being in a hospital environment. Um, given everything that happened and how quickly it happened, like I said my suitcase was in the car so I didn't have those little tea lights, I didn't have my aromatherapy or essential oils. Um, I didn't have my headphones to listen to music. I didn't have anything at all. And again, it didn't enter my mind that, oh, I should tell my husband to go and get those things. Um, by the time I got up to the room um, at the Royal Women's Hospital, I was having contractions back to back um, with a minute gap they were pretty intense and I was just so consumed by breathing through the feelings of the contractions and paying attention to what was going on with my body and Kasima's body that nothing else entered my mind um, again the practice of the birth plan visually and emotionally it just made me feel better knowing that I could create this really calm and beautiful environment and I think about it now and if my birth plan had have gone to plan it would have been you know it would have been a really lovely experience but the fact that it didn't um you know Kasima's birth was still beautiful and um you know I'm so grateful for the whole experience I also said I wanted to labor on a birth ball um and to use a TENS machine. So the TENS machine I did use and it really helped to offset some of the discomfort of contractions. Um, so I highly recommend looking into that if you are looking at other methods of pain relief. Um, when it comes to pain relief, I wanted to avoid having an epidural, um, gas, anything like that. Um, obviously due to the nature of having an emergency C-section, I did end up having a spinal block, um, but that wasn't until right before the surgery. So. Prior to that, I got to experience contractions and honestly, that's something that I really wanted to experience. Um, some women are pretty happy to have an epidural or gas or anything like that as soon as it's offered to them. I wanted to know what they felt like. I wanted to know what my body was capable of. I wanted to know what labour was and um, while they are incredibly powerful and challenging and intense I'm really grateful that I got to experience them because they are like nothing else and I can't even put into words how they feel or how you get so in tune with your body and turn so inward so they say in meditation that you go inward and through heavy contractions that's what it was it was like the outside world disappeared and I was just in my mind and I was focused and um yeah, it was, it was amazing. So yes, they are 
tough, but they're not to be something you should be afraid of. Um, they're, they're a pretty amazing thing. Um, having said that, hours later when I got sent to surgery to have the spinal block for the cesarean section, um, that was something incredible as well because I went from being so sort of focused and um, I guess in like a meditative state and inward and I was paying so much attention to my own body and to, you know, in between contractions, focusing on what the doctors were saying that I couldn't really observe anything else. But then once they gave me the spinal block, I was so happy and excited to meet my baby and I couldn't wait for the cesarean to be done. And I just felt like this whole thing had lifted and I just felt amazing because I wasn't plagued by these contractions anymore. So if you want to experience contractions, like, yes, absolutely go for it. They're, they're just incredible. But if you don't want to go through that and, um, you want the pain relief, you do you, um, hundred percent, just, just go for it. As long as it's medically safe and you've asked your doctors and you've done your research as well. Um, I don't think any mum to be should be discouraged from having pain relief or trying to go without it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your journey and, um, you know, what will be will be. There's so many variables with childbirth that even if you have a plan, um, you just never really know what's going to happen. So, sorry, I've gone a little bit off topic there. Um, other things in my uh, birth plan was the pain relief, but we sort of touched base on that, I guess, on my little rant. But yes, TENS machine was amazing. Um, the spinal block for them to do the C-section um, obviously was awesome because Kasim was brought into the world and I didn't feel any pain whatsoever um and the recovery from the siege section was awesome as well I had no discomfort or anything um I did have specific positions for birth so I wanted to have an active labor I wanted to be walking around squatting um just moving freely and like I said earlier that wasn't an option for me because of the monitors I needed to have on um I didn't have access to the pool. The second stage of labor, so I did specify that I didn't want to be coached to push. Um, I just wanted to focus on my breath and let my body decide when to push and when to hold. Um, through the Positive Birth Company, they sort of talk about the idea that the head slowly pushes out and then goes back in and then pushes out and then goes back in. And that's just slowly stretch the perineum and to avoid tearing. Um, and I guess that sort of made sense to me that if you're trying to push and your body's not ready, that um, obviously the skin's not ready and then that can lead to tearing. Um, I'm no medical professional. I'm just sharing information that I learned. So obviously speak to your doctors if you're concerned about anything like that. But I'm, I heard that information. It made sense to me. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I did specify I wanted to have skin-to-skin -skin contact immediately after delivery. And if it wasn't possible for whatever emergency reasons, that I wanted my husband to have the skin-to-skin -skin contact. Um I also asked to have a delayed cord cut so that all the blood from the placenta would go through to the baby. 
um, before cutting and that I wanted to just keep the room calm and quiet after birth. So that's one thing that did happen. The delayed cord cut did happen. Um, I still got my skin to skin. So once Cosima was born, um, the doctors quickly checked her over and then she was a-okay. They brought her straight over to me and she was on my chest. Um, the delayed cord cut happened as well, which was fabulous. And keeping the room calm and quiet after birth, well, the doctors and surgeons, they just did their own thing. They took photos, um, even though, you know, there was probably 10 people in the room, it still felt really personal and between my husband and I, and um, I had him beside me, which was really great. Um, he was with me the whole time and thank goodness for that because, you know, your birth partner, whoever you choose it to be, they're your rock. And he really was that for me. He asked questions, he had faith in my ability, and he was also there to comfort me when, you know, things were changing and I needed the C-section. Um, in the labour ward, the specifications that I had... Um, I just wanted people to knock before entering and little room as possible. So I guess that's stuff that we discussed earlier. Um, in all honesty, when I was going through labour and I was in that little room, the midwives were very conscious of, you know, knocking before they came in and speaking quietly. Um, the lights were actually off in my room, so we only had the glow of the computer screen. And on that screen was where we could see Kasima's heart rate. Um, so I did love that it was a dark room. I think it helped keep me a little bit more calm and relaxed um, and sort of to get into that meditative state. Um, on the birth plan, it also mentions assisted delivery. So I said that I accept assistance if absolutely required um, and that I'd rather give my body time to birth than be rushed. Um, if there's any obvious distress, then I accept assistance. So obviously my circumstances with what happened with Cosima, we had to have an assisted delivery with the C-section. Um, and that's what was going to deliver her happily and healthily into the world. So I wouldn't have changed that for anything. Um, in the birth plan as well, I specified that I only wanted things or assessments to be done if they absolutely had to. I had heard of particular stories where women had had, gosh, five, six, seven stretch and sweeps, and it actually ended up making their cervix swell and it you know, created complications or they had other procedures done and they ended up with infections. And in hindsight, a lot of those tests weren't required. So even when I was going through labour, um, they wanted to see how far dilated I was. And I questioned, you know, is this essential that you do this to find out? Um, what's you know, why do we need to? Because they'd already said, I need the cesarean. And their answer was, well, we'd like to know how far down she is for when we operate. That made perfect sense to me. And um, it seemed like a necessary procedure. So that's what we did. Um, however, when earlier on, when it was suggested that I have an induction, that's when we questioned why that suggestion was made, how it could help the situation, and we actually decided no against that because my birth naturally progressed and my water broke on its own and my contraction, everything was happening really quick. So um, I guess on that front, the assisted delivery, in some instances, I declined because it wasn't suitable for my personal circumstance. And then in other circumstances, I accepted, which was the cesarean. Um, 
The third stage of labour, so when babies on your chest having skin to skin was a preference. Um, yeah, I'm just reading through my sheet now and it looks like I've covered everything with you. I did actually have on here if you have an unplanned caesarean. Um, and in there I had, you know, just a calm, quiet room. Um, music if possible. And honestly, I didn't have music in the room and it didn't even bother me one little bit. I had staff that were absolutely kind, caring and were very considerate to everything that was going on. Um, yeah, it's actually amazing looking through my birth plan and seeing how, you know, a lot of things didn't fall into play, but um, a lot of it did in regards to just everyone was always calm and... I wasn't subjected to all these different procedures and I had my privacy. I think that was a big thing for me. I just wanted my privacy so I could do what needed to be done. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really amazing looking back on it. So it turns out that if I was to have another child that I would need to have a C-section again, because my pelvis is too narrow or highly likely anyway. Um, so I probably wouldn't do a birth plan given the circumstances for if I was to have another child. But like I said, I'm really glad that I did do the birth plan for this pregnancy. Um, even though nothing worked out, it was just super therapeutic. I liked the fact that I could plan out how the environment would be or how I would respond to certain scenarios or, um, I don't know, it just made me feel like I had more control over it. And something that scared me was thinking that I didn't have any power, that my body would take over and it'd be all crazy. Um, and it wasn't like that at all. So, if you do like researching stuff and if you do like the idea of visualizations, I'd encourage a birth plan because they do help. Um, but I would also say that if you do create a birth plan, don't feel like if it doesn't work out, it's the end of the world. Um, like I said with me, my birth plan didn't even make it into the room. And at the time, I didn't even notice that it didn't make it into the room. I wasn't sitting there thinking about, you know, some candlelit LEDs and some aromatherapy. It, it didn't happen at all. Um, and that's just the way things worked out. And, you know, you see, might watch other things on YouTube where people do get their little tea lights out and they do get their aromatherapy and it's calm. Um, and that's absolutely awesome. But you never really know what's going to happen on the day. So you just got to roll with it and be as calm as you can and think things through and talk to your birth partner. Make sure that they're on the same page as you so that if for whatever reason you're, you know, battling out contractions, that they can be your advocate and um, they can be your voice because sometimes those contractions do get intense and you need someone who can speak for you. Um... So, yes, I hope you've liked this episode. It's a little bit different to ones that I've done in the past. Um, again, that course is with the Positive Birth Company. If you'd like to know anything more about sort of my birth experience or what I did with my birth plan in more detail, by all means, reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I'd love to chat to you and I've been loving talking to you so far through DMs and hearing your stories of HA or pregnancy. Um, I will do another 
podcast episode on breastfeeding and my experience with breastfeeding. I feel like um, everyone talks about pregnancy and labor and then once the baby's born, no one really talks about what's coming afterwards. Um, and breastfeeding is by far one of the most beautiful things I've experienced and I'm continuing to experience. I exclusively breastfeed. Um, and yes, there's many things that I didn't know happened and I will share that with you. So if you're a mama to be or you just like learning about all this kind of stuff, um, hopefully you'll learn something new and you'll be a little bit more prepared than I guess what I was when everything started falling into place. Um, thanks so much for your time. I hope you're having a lovely day and I hope to see you in the next episode. My name is Jade and this is It's a Mind Game.